Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everybody, and uh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the fourth? I believe this is... No. Wait. This is actually my fifth episode of Chakras and Cuss Words. And uh, I'm going to continue to dive into this COVID-19 uh, pandemic and just kind of talk about California a little bit, what we're going through, um, and just talk about the nurses. Um, as many of you know, I'm not working right now, which is fine, um, but I'm staying very diligent on trying to help many of my coworkers, nurses in the community, strangers, um, that are in the healthcare field, um, obtain PPE. I would say I've been pretty successful. Um, in actuality, I probably obtained about over a hundred, um, more than a hundred, probably almost like 295s. I have distributed them to local nurses who are willing to, um, pick them up on my porch I've even, even, um, I'm going to mail some out today to a nurse who's getting ready to go to New York and she doesn't know what the hospital will be providing for her. Um, I would say I obtained over, over a thousand, maybe even more of surgical masks who I have given to many nurses who, um, just wanted more surgical masks just in case so they could double up if they weren't getting N95s. The lack of PPE is still, um, I would say, a lot of the healthcare providers' biggest concerns. Um, getting one mask, if it is an N95 or is it a droplet, and putting it in a brown paper bag to hold on to for a week to hold on to maybe for a day, depending on what your hospital is able to give you, is just not, um, it's just not safe. And, you know, a lot of people are saying nurses are heroes. We are the frontline workers. We are the ones who are, you know, most with the patient. And this is really true. Most of the nurses are the ones who have the most contact with the patients besides the MDs when the MDs are getting ready to, um, you know, assess the patient. But the nurse is the one who's routinely going into the room. The nurse is the one who's giving the medications. The nurse is the one who's drawing the labs. The nurse is the one who's making sure the patient is somewhat comfortable, stable, and alive. It is the nurse who's repeatedly checking on the patient, who's getting vital signs, 
Who's taking temperatures? Who's swabbing the patient? So the nurse is definitely the one who is most likely, besides the doctor, who is most likely to get exposed. So at what point did nurses stop becoming nurses and became heroes? I didn't sign up to go to the army. I didn't sign up to not be protected. I didn't sign up for medical warfare. I didn't sign up for any of this, is what many nurses feel. There are many nurses who feel like they've been deserted, abandoned, and just left. Left for no one to check on them. They're given a mask and maybe a glove, some gloves, maybe a gown. Some are getting face shields, some are getting proper goggles. Every hospital is different. Um, from what I'm hearing, some hospitals are giving N95s for COVID positive patients, possible, possible rule outs, while others are not. Um, this should be the year of the nurse, definitely. Many nurses are dying. Um, many nurses are sick, fighting for their lives. And at what point did we say we wanted to be heroes? I feel like nurses have always had that mentality of being somewhat of a hero. But in actuality, we aren't heroes, we're caregivers. We did not sign up to be not protected. Please stop labeling us as heroes. We want to be seen for the humans that we are. We are nurses. We are mothers. We are daughters. We are cousins. We are friends. We are family. Just like we are brothers, fathers, and sons. Stop labeling us as heroes. We are humans who are out here dying because we do not have the proper equipment and because most of these hospitals are not prepared. Um, I can't put all the blame on the hospitals uh, or higher up leadership. In all honesty, it's not all of their fault. It's the country's fault. It's the CDC's fault. It's the president's fault. It's society's fault that we become a nation that's so goddamn cheap that we would rather have all our materials, all our supplies 
and all our extra life-saving essentials made in different countries because we don't want to pay the laborer, the warehouse worker, the average Joe a decent wage. So it's everybody's fault that we have come into this pandemic so ill-prepared. It's everybody's fault that we are dying. It's everybody's fault that we have put ourselves in this situation as a nation. So for California, we have, some are saying we're resistant. Some are saying uh, maybe somehow we got the virus in October or November. Possibly, who knows? I, you know, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't think so. I think if COVID-19 was here in California, at the strain that it's at now, more people would be sick. More people were dying. Yes, we had a bad flu season, but not that bad in comparisons to the year before. Um, I think if COVID-19 was here in uh, the earlier months of October and November, we would have seen more sick patients. We would have seen more, um, more patient suffering, um, more deaths than what we have seen, um, this last flu season. So I don't really know if, um, you know, we had it. I don't think we did. So I hate to burst your bubble. I wish people would stop comparing this to the flu. I mean, I fucking wish it was the flu. I wish my ass could go to work. I wish I didn't have to worry about uh, my friends not having proper PPE to take care of an influenza patient. The thing is that COVID is very contagious in comparison to the flu. The flu is like, I don't know. 0.01 of contagiousness. COVID is like two, I believe is what I read the other day. Um, I'm not here to quote you a whole bunch of data. I'm just basically here to let you guys know that if you are not a medical professional, if you are not readily talking to medical professionals, if you are not on the healthcare setting, If you are not putting yourself out there every single day, if you are not reading actual medical journals and medical literature, if you are going off a Facebook post and basically what your friends are telling you, stop comparing it to the flu. Please fucking save us the sad story about how this is just like the flu and now you have to stay inside. Nobody gives a fuck that you're bored. It's time for society to really stop being selfish. And I feel like that is the root to a lot of this is This comparing it to the flu, it's not the flu. People are dying 
because it's affecting their lungs, it's affecting their heart, it's affecting their vascular system. This is not the fucking flu. Stop comparing it to the flu. There's so many people who I would say I once valued their opinion or maybe somewhat liked them. And just reading a lot of nonsense that people post, a lot of crying about the social distancing, and a lot of boo-hooing about shit that doesn't matter has really made me a limited who I choose to even conversate with. And I know that sounds very fucked up, but my time is precious. And I am not going to fucking talk to somebody who doesn't know shit about shit and argue with them about what is right, what is factual, what is data-based. Please, stop posting. This is just like the flu. It's not, people. It's really not. Um, I hate to come on here and be a fucking bitch, but sometimes you have to. For all the nurses who aren't speaking up about the lack of PPE, I understand you might be scared. I understand you are hesitant. And I understand that you are scared to lose your job. But for every nurse who doesn't speak up, there's only a few who do. We need to all be speaking up. Because the lack of PPE and people getting exposed is real. Many of you are scared but are refusing to speak. You have a voice for a reason. All that does is make it stronger for us to stay on this road of fighting against the lack of PPE. If I'm the only nurse speaking up at my hospital while everybody there is just shut the fuck up and smiling and being quiet, okay, I'll go in with one bag. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll take this little bag, put my mask in here and hold on to it for about a week. Sure. I'll save my gown for a week. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That sounds safe. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to question management. I'm just going to sit there quietly. Okay. No, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to get fired. Okay. You know that one girl, she always talks. She always asks a lot of questions. She always says something. She always gets all wild up. She's always got fucking something to say. She'll say it. I know she'll say it. There's going to come to a point where that nurse is going to see nobody else is talking, nobody else is saying anything, and she's going to start to shut the fuck up. And then guess what? Everybody's going to be without PPE. Everybody's going to be with recycled masks. Everybody's going to be with recycled gowns. So don't let one nurse do all your battles. Everybody needs to speak up. Everybody needs to ask questions. Everybody needs to seem concerned about their livelihood because you are a nurse. 
You are smart. You are resilient. And if they fire you, you will get another job. Do not sacrifice your safety for a corporation or for anybody else. This is the time if you've ever spoken up about anything, you should speak up now. Nurses are saying they aren't hugging their kids. They aren't seeing their kids because they'll go home and quarantine. Some don't even want to be in hope in the same house as their children. But so many refuse to say anything. If you are crying because you are scared, you need to ask yourself, why haven't you said anything? Why haven't you spoke up? Don't make that one nurse become silent because she thinks nobody else has her back. You guys need to all speak up. I don't know how long this is going to last. I really wish we could all go back to normal. (laughs) We can all go back to betting on ETOHs (laughs) of the local drunk. I wish our adrenaline would only go up twice a shift when we got a motor vehicle accident, a trauma, or maybe a STEMI or a stroke. I wish we were getting all our sepsis alerts done on time. I wish we could go back to where we could hug each other, where we could genuinely show each other how much our hospital family and our co-workers and our families mean to us. But unfortunately, a lot of nurses are not at that time anymore. They're scared to touch each other. They're scared to touch their kids. Some are scared to kiss their spouse. Imagine living in the fear of constantly feeling like you've been exposed. Some of you are so fucking scared you can't even go to the goddamn grocery store without gloves on. So see how these nurses must feel every day caring for COVID patients, possible COVID patients. And then they see reports of 22-year-old nurses being intubated, 33-year-old nurse dying, 50-year-old nurse dying, co-workers dying, neighbors dying, people they know dying, people they don't know dying. And you expect them to put on their hero smile and their hero cape and go out there. You need to stay home. 
and stop going out every day and risking their lives. We need to stop the spread. We need to stop comparing this to the flu. And we really need to support them. If that means making masks for them, dropping off food for them, if that means making a sign in front of their hospital, telling them not only are they heroes, but they are humans, telling them that you have their back if they are to get terminated for speaking up for the lack of PPE, that you as the community will support them, telling them that they matter, because a lot of nurses right now feel like they don't. So please, 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 please do your due diligence of keeping your house clean, washing your hands, trying to not spread the COVID. This podcast is probably going to be reflections of COVID until this goes down. Because this has literally changed everybody's lives. It has literally, in some way, had a direct effect on everybody in this country somehow. They may not be sick, but they're social distancing. They may have lost their job. Their small business may be drowning. This has had an impact on everybody. Kids aren't in school. Seniors aren't graduating. They aren't doing their senior activities. Parents are scrambling to find childcare. This has directly affected everybody in some ways, in some ways. Maybe it hasn't affected you that bad. Maybe you're able to survive because you've saved your money or you get to work from home or for whatever. But this has really affected everybody somehow. So please be kind to them, to everybody. This isn't the time to have road rage. This isn't the time to be mad and to relieve your stress out on others. The other day I was in fucking Costco. (sighs) I can't believe it. I had to go to Costco, put on my mask. (laughs) Uh, Tie my hair up, you know, kind of suit up like I'm going to go to work to go to fucking Costco. I go to Costco and everybody's driving like a fucking idiot. All scrambling. Um, Luckily I got in because I'm a first responder. (laughs) So Costco let me in. You know what? <laughs> I have never used it for my benefit. I will tell you, being a nurse has gotten me out of a couple tickets, <laughs> but nothing like where I get to just walk right in. And thank you, Costco, because I felt appreciated that I got to walk right in and do some shopping. Um, but everybody's driving as fucking idiots. People are so fucking rude. Why is she going to walk in? That's bullshit. Shut the fuck up. Okay, 
even though I'm not working. God, I'm such a fucking bad person. I'm probably going straight to hell. But you know what? Um, just try to be kind to people. It's, you know, um, very little, I feel like very little of hope is kind of in the air right now in California. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful this will end, um, at the end of the summer. I don't think it's going to end in May. I honestly kind of want to go back to work, um, I know if I do and I catch COVID, um, there's a huge, huge risk that I can get extremely sick. I mean, young people with no past medical conditions are dying, but um, there's a part of me that wants to go back. And then there's a part of me who knows that I really shouldn't. I don't know what my cardiologist is going to do. Um, but I feel like I have a risk of being exposed because I have two essential workers. My husband's a healthcare, um, healthcare provider. He's not actively working, um, with positive patients, but he is in the hospital setting. Um, my daughter's working. She's an essential, essential worker. Um, she deals with the public day and day. Her company is, I feel like is doing good to protect them. Um, of course they're not a hospital, but they're still, you know, trying their hardest. I feel like some of the hospitals are trying their hardest and some aren't. And that's what really pisses me off. Um, so I feel like, you know, I could possibly be exposed just for my family, but I don't know if, you know, rolling in COVID is the best thing. It probably isn't, but... Um, going from being somebody who, God, if I could tell you that I was probably a busy, 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 busy person. Um, my daily routine consisted of waking up at four, four thirty, working out for about an hour and a half, getting ready, going to work, working a 12 hour shift, coming home. Sometimes cooking something to eat, sometimes not. Getting ready to go do the whole shebang again. I didn't just have one job, I had two. Um, Because, you know, just working three twelves wasn't enough for me. (laughs) I had to work a little bit more. Um, I had a little, I have a little side business where I sell jewelry on the side at local farmers markets because you know I can't have a day that I'm not doing anything oh my god that would be horrible (laughs) um yeah so now being summoned to my house you know sometimes going for a walk um with the dogs 
um, sometimes venturing off for a shopping day. But when I tell you that I'm not going shopping unless I need to, that's the truth. Because we will run out of stuff and I don't feel the urge to go to the store and just buy two or three items. When I go to the store, I'm buying the week's supply or week and a half supply. Um, so, um, I started this podcast. I've been journaling more. I've been (laughs) bird watching. Um, I've been talking to a lot of nurses over the phone. I feel like, um, they need to vent. And, um, It really breaks my heart hearing them. Some of them are so scared. And I'm sure none of you would even know. Because they're your heroes. But some of them are really, really scared. Um, and I know that they know that I won't ever judge them or make them feel that they are less than capable of doing their job. They know that I want them to be safe. Um, They know that I will speak their truths for them. And I honestly think that's why so many of them have reached out to me. Is because um, I've always been very opinionated. I would say for the most part I've been very vocal at work. Um, I have done stuff with the union. So um, I have, you know, helped with our um, nurses association out here in California. I have representative nurses who've um, needed to have a witness or somebody to lean on when they've had to go up against management. So um, I feel like they know that I won't judge them, um, that they're scared. That there's days they don't want to go to work. (laughs) Um, That there's days they don't want to be your hero. (laughs) So. A lot of nurses. I've talked to a lot of nurses. And they've all kind of said the same thing. How abandoned they feel. So let's stop abandoning them. Start taking care of them.
nurses, you have to realize something about nursing. Nursing is a very, very selfless profession. Many people will say nurses make good money. and In California, we do probably make good money compared to a lot of the other states. But I would like to thank a lot of that for the California Nurses Association, for our unions, for a lot of nurses who fought for ratios. But if you are a nurse, you aren't doing it for the money. I don't know any nurse who is. You are doing it for the patients. You are doing it for your community. And you are doing it for the profession. And some of you are doing it for that self-recognition and reward that you get when the patients are so thankful of you and so appreciative of you. Um, I would say probably... In the emergency room, we do get that. Maybe not as frequent as like ICU or the floor or tele or the surgery department. But definitely, um, yeah, in the emergency room, we have gotten that a lot. Um, And it's one of the best feelings is to know that you've helped save. You've helped change somebody's life. You helped supported somebody at their weakest moment. Going to the hospital for most people, don't get me wrong, there's still that frequent flyer who I think just wants to live at the ER. (laughs) Like, there's nothing fucking wrong with you, but you just came to say hi. I get that. You just want to see us. We're fucking cool. I get that. But um, for most people, going to the hospital is a really fucking scary thing. And um, a lot of nurses are... Basically, the ones who are helping them. Um, I'm not going to tell you all nurses are good. Not all nurses are good. Um, Just like not everybody's good. But most of the nurses there have the best intentions. um, You know, um, to care for our patients, our community, and to support our profession and each other. So... If you guys ever have any topics you want me to talk about, um, anything you want me to reflect on, don't hesitate to comment, subscribe, like, message. Um, But thank you for supporting this channel. Thank you for supporting this fight of bringing awareness and um, for supporting the nurses. So if you are not a healthcare worker and you are not a provider, please do not compare this to the flu. Um, (laughs) Because it's not. It's so not. Um, Take some time out to Maybe send them a thank you card. You know, um, just do something for the healthcare providers in your community. If it's just putting a sign in your window saying, 
we love the healthcare providers or having the kids write something with chalk, just anything. Um, but thank you for listening to this channel. Next week, I'm going to do some research and I'm going to talk about spending money and not spending money <laughs> in a pandemic. I'm also going to talk about shopping because <laughs> I'm trying to avoid shopping online when I'm bored, when I'm frustrated, when I'm stressed. All right, guys, have a great week. Bye.